Huh. Sometimes I got stuff stuck in my Bible. I don't know. All right. We are uh, continuing with our series on being different. Those that weren't here last week, we're going through the book of First Peter, where he was talking with the church that at the time was under the, the burden of persecution and uh, dealing with, uh, it wasn't a picnic. Um, it wasn't just, they were having bad days, they were being tortured. It was under Nero. They were being killed, they were being herded. So he's dealing with the hardship that is the world, and one of the ways he was doing that was by reminding them that this world is not their final resting place, it's not their home, that we have we have a higher eternal calling that we're directed towards. And because this world isn't our home, that we are called to be different and to stand strong in spite of everything else that's coming at us. So part of the scripture lesson today, we're going to be going through the 13th through the 21st verse in the first chapter. But hear these words. Peter says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's works impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. As strangers here. As strangers here. I think one of the biggest difficulties that many of us have in our faith journey isn't our lack of knowledge of things, it isn't that we do enough good works. I think our biggest obstacle is our desire. To fit in. And again, I'm in a place <laughs> where I'm, I'm preaching to me in a lot of ways. I, I like to be liked. I like people. And one of the affirmations of liking people is that they like you back, right? That's kind of how it works. We don't go around going, no, like me. Though, I'm probably not beneath that. But God didn't create us to fit in, per se. He created us to stand out, to be different. Not as some kind of haughty, above the world, I'm better than you, I'm smarter than you. That, that isn't it, but as, as a humble servant that is on the periphery 
of the orbit of what's going on in the world. And I can get that because normal isn't all that it's cracked up to be. What what does normal offer us? You look around and you see what normal is and it's, it's being in bondage to a, a lot of struggles and there's a lot of financial struggles. It's, it's fear. It's living in fear that I'm going to be exposed and every know that I'm not as smart as I like to think that I am. It's being anxious on a regular basis, trying to keep up. If you, uh, it's watching too much news. Stop watching the news. It just drives you crazy. I want to get off the normal road. I want, Jesus talks about there's a road to normal and it's a, it's a wide road and a lot of people are following it and you can go with the crowd but it leads to destruction. Then there's the narrow gate. There's the narrow road. You, you go down that and uh, it leads to life eternal. It leads to where you really want to be, peace and comfort and understanding. <clears throat> and that's important to not go with the throw. Now, flow. Now, this is, this is not a message for you if you're perfect. So if you're already perfect, you're excused today. I'm not going to look at anyone. <coughs> DJ, you're, I thought you were getting up to leave. <laughs> I saw you grabbing your stuff. <laughs> Just And you know, and if you're new here, um, you know I recognize my imperfection. I, I, I lay it out there not to, not, not just as a joke. You know, sometimes it can be funny because I'm so stupid and short-sighted, but as, as a testament to what God can use you for if you're just willing to be used. He can take those of us that struggle. Now, I got to tell you, you're not my priest, but I'm going to confess to you. One of my great struggles is I have a potty mouth. I learned this French in the army, and I speak it fluently. And it's something that is a struggle. And I recognize that uh, profanity is a tool of the ignorance. I, I get all of that. It, it, it just kind of slides out like a grease pig sometimes when I'm in anxious moments, watching a Michigan State game. <laughs> I'm watching yesterday, and man, we let this lead slip through our fingers. You didn't know what I did during the Iowa game. You do not want to know. As we watched a 13-point lead in, in a minute, 10 seconds, disappear. And my daughter stuck her in, head in and said, Dad! 
And it is funny in a way, but it is embarrassing in another way because it's something that I struggle to control. And I can say that I do it less, and I do do it less because it used to be just part of my vernacular before Christ. And, and, and now it's not so much, but the funny thing is I, I think the words and but I try to be holy. I will never, ever say, well, no, it's okay. Because we're called to holiness. This is important for us in Western culture and Western civilization to, to grasp onto because we're not called to happiness. He didn't say that I'm happy, therefore I want you to be happy. A lot of people turn on the radio or listen to the prosperity gospel or go to some of these places and you just hear that it's just all going to be laid out before you. You just believe and you will receive. But that is not always how it goes, Peter's writing to a group of people <clears throat> that are being oppressed. And he's trying to hearten them. God's highest calling for us is not our happiness. It is our holiness. Because if we believe that God just wants us to be happy, then suddenly... Things that make us uncomfortable, things that are delayed, things that could put us at risk, things that can be suffering, all of a sudden that's not God's will because God wants us to be happy, right? So he won't delay our gratification. He won't, he won't make us suffer. Without knowing it, when we grasp onto those things, we begin to follow after false gods that are about comfort and pleasure and money and things. But there is coming a time, and I believe that we are very close to those times, when the struggle is going to again be very real for a people of faith that are trying to stand tall. Right now, it's just, if they think you're too out there, they're just going to cancel you. But that's, that's if you're not on social media, it's no big deal. However, when they begin to freeze your bank accounts because you don't think right and don't do right, then you're going to understand. God doesn't exist to serve us. We exist to serve him. So holiness, by its very definition, by its very Greek word, means to be different. So uh, a, a question comes in, how do we... Uh, 
How do we be different? How do we do things differently? How do we look at the world in a different way? And that's, that's a good question. The uh, fact of the matter is, we do a lot of functioning in the world just like everybody else. It's just we see the end game in a different way, and so we prepare ourselves differently. Main thing I look at when I talk about it, it's, it's, like, it's like parenting. It's how, how do you parent your kids to, to do things the right way? And some people say, well, we just kind of, you know, try to show them the difference between right and wrong and then try to instill that in there. And sometimes that can be very hit and miss. I can tell you that um, I can be I can be very honest that if I mean to impart my faith on my kids, it's important for me to be kind of the same person wherever I'm at, which is something that I work at to display. You you, you get the same Kurt that my son and daughter get except I try very hard not to swear in front of you. And I keep telling myself, well, if you don't swear in church, then, then why do you swear? It's a different bargain. I'm working on it. But one of the important things is they have to know that this means something to you. It's not just a situation with many people in my generation where they're, and it may have happened to you, where your parents just kind of dropped you off at church and then they drove on to the rest of their day and you came in and you kind of got whatever youth group or whatever Sunday school that you were plugged into and then you walked home and that was something very common of my generation. It's, it's, it's got to be something that means something to you because if it means something to you, it means something to them. Again, looking at, you know, my, my, neither of my kids will ever go to Michigan State, but they sure as heck root for Michigan State. Why do you think that is? Does that mean something to me? And they'll sit down and they'll, they can, that inspires a connection with them. It's the same with Jesus. We have to find a way where that inspires a connection with them. can't expect to raise kids to be different from the world if we're not. So you teach them to follow Christ and then you, you give them the courage or you allow them the courage to be different. I know that there are some people that go, well, you know, I'm not that bad. And I know most of you and most of you most of you aren't that bad. Not all of you. But most of you aren't that bad. But we're not on a standard of comparison to our neighbors, are we, really? Hmm. Yeah. That's not what it's about. It's about striving to be 
something more. I, I'm, I'm technically I'm obese. You do my body fat and everything. Oh yeah. But you know what? I go out on the street or go to the store or go to the mall or something, walk around. I don't feel so bad about myself. I'm just going to be honest with you. It doesn't mean my health is any better. And that's what it's about. But if I want to go make myself feel better, if I want to make myself feel younger, I go to the VFW. Sit around with all the Vietnam vets and they call me kid. And I love it. That doesn't make me actually feel any better. It's kind of like secondhand cigarette smoke. You hang around with that. Speaking of the VFW. And it doesn't matter whether you're the one puffing it or the one sitting next to the guy puffing it. You're sucking it in. So we do things not to be detrimental. So I got three questions for you. I hope some of you are taking notes. No, Lisa's taking notes. Oh, no, you're not going to. Oh, he is. Three things for you to consider. And just a general when you're praying or you're in meditation, not medication. Don't self-medicate. Three things for you to consider as you're meditating on holiness. Number one, think about when was a time that you put your happiness above God's holiness. Now, it's not to feel bad about yourself, but it's just a reminder of times when you knowingly said, yeah, this is kind of what God wants, but this is a better thing. The reason that is important is because if we don't understand what it is that we're doing wrong, how is it that we're going to develop what's right? Number two, and this goes towards the good, the good category, what are the biggest ways that you are different from the world? Everyone should be able to come up with something. How are you different? What, does, what is it that your faith makes you different? Maybe you don't laugh at bad jokes. When I mean bad jokes, I mean off-color jokes. And I don't mean that sometimes some things aren't funny. We, we've gotten to the place where, where everyone can be offended. It's not about being offended. I want to make sure that there's a difference. It's just about not laughing at Jokes that God wouldn't laugh at. Because guess what? Jesus laughed. God can laugh. So there are things that can give us mirth and joy. But then there are things that aren't so funny. What's the biggest way that you're different from the world? And number three, what is the area, and this is something you have to pray on and meditate on, but what is the area that God wants you, where God wants you to be different? Where is the area that God wants you to be different? I don't know. 
Maybe it's at home. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at the general family. I, I don't know. So here's the... Th- so we get towards the... How am I doing? Good. We'll finish this right up. So Peter continues and he says in verse 18... For you know that it was not with perishable things, and this is this is why it's this is why holiness matters. <clears throat> For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. It wasn't by the perishable. When we say in some prayers, when we do internments for funerals, we must take off the perishable and put on the imperishable. It is critical that God provides us with that. It's not things that rust or turn to dust. It is with the precious blood of Jesus. God says to be holy because he is holy. And it's not because we have to. It's because we want to. It is out of love that we're called to. We're not talking about behavior modification. We're talking about spiritual transformation. That is what the church is about. Our goal is to point towards Jesus and offer a conduit for spiritual transformation. You've heard it a million times. God loves you too much to leave you as you are. Living holy isn't a path to knowing God. Knowing God is our path to holiness. Let us pray. When we take time to be holy, Lord, we are called into your presence. When we take the steps to follow the path, we see that it is not a precarious road, but in fact, one that is clear and open to us. It lightens our hearts. It gives us peace. Not of one looking to check the right box or fulfill 
the right event in order to gain praise, but in fact, because we love you. So let us, O Lord, be a people of holiness that the world looks upon and says, why are they such? And they will understand that your presence makes all the difference. This is who we are called to be. And you are why we answer the call. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.